coming here was another of your blunders, Will. Your powers of analysis are useless in this place. Now then, lock them in the dungeon along with Adric. I'll finish them tomorrow, after they've tasted pain and humiliation. On your feet, chicken hawk! Alright, I think that's good. <laughs> How does it feel to be called Chicken Hawk? Uh, not bad. I mean, could be worse. Yeah. It's... I was one of the funnier lines in the whole thing, IMO. It wasn't bad. I loved it. Um, that line. Yeah. Specific. Um, hey, welcome to On Twos. I'm Will. I'm Adric. And today... We're watching, well, we already watched. That's a weird way to put it. <laughs> we wa- we watched Tales from Earthsea. We did watch Tales from Earthsea. This is the 2006 um, Studio Ghibli, but not... Um, not uh, Hayao Miyazaki. But Gojo Miyazaki. Goro. Goro, excuse yep. me. God, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <sighs> Five minutes in and I've made a fool of myself already. Yeah. Yeah, I already forgot who Goro Miyazaki is. I'm sorry, Goro. It's that just that you made all the bad ones. That character that we always talk about. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even bother looking up what the hell else he did. Oh, really? Oh, he did from Up on Poppy Hill. Oh, that was pretty good. Uh, Then again, he also did Earwig and the Witch. That one was... breaks my heart. It had <laughs> issues. Oh man! But we're not talking about that today. No, um, we're talking about tales of Earth's tales, tales from, from Earthsea. I also it's have fucks a... me up because the goddamn sixth book. Yes. Ah, uh, but it's a tale from Earthsea. Um, my favorite so this thing about been... this is that I realized I didn't have to pay for it because I have an HBO Max subscription. Oh yeah, but here's the real fuck of it Uh-oh. is that. HBO Max doesn't have the original dialogue. It just has the English and it says original. Oh my God, that did totally get me. I That was one of the first things that I did is that I, I started watching it and I was yeah, like, Yeah, I was like, okay, Oh, all right, let's swap it to, to Japanese so that it's correct. But no. And it listed no, as original. No, they just don't have the. It yeah. totally convinced me that, that English was the original dialogue, even though there was a couple of parts where like the, the voice matched up poorly with the. Um, uh, with the mouth movements, I was like, "Oh, that must just have been a rewrite line or something like that," because it more or less matched up. Um, it, yeah, it matched up reasonably. Yeah. Um, but nope, that isn't the original dialogue. Man. It was in Japanese. We just don't have that version available, I guess, without buying it. Well, I like or... looked at a number of options for for renting it or purchasing it too, and I didn't see other options. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway, it's on HBO Max if y'all want to watch it. Yeah. Oh, it is on uh, it is on YouTube if you want to rent the original Japanese. Oh, really? Wow. God damn it. Yeah, this looks way better. Anyway, I'm sure it would not have fixed any of the 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 various any, things any of the story about. issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. With that, let's fucking dive right into it. Um, so well, Tales, yeah, Tales from Mercy is based on the Ursula K. Le Guin um, series of books. Um, I don't know which ones it covers. Maybe, Will, you have a, 
you should give that you've read the all first of them. four the first yeah four? all right so this this episode has been a long time coming because yeah. i was like i want to read all these books and, so and then we can do this thing will the fucking madman that he is read like four this is the difference in the preparation between the two of us for this <laughs> podcast made emblematic i don't have to think at work so i can just slam through audiobooks like nobody's business and i'm in meetings yeah. eight hours a day <laughs> uh-huh oh my god i'm so jealous um but yeah tell me tell me do you want to like go into like sort of what your what your yeah. takeaway of the books is first so the books are structured as at least the first three of them are structured as a coming of age story of ged yeah. who's your sparrow main right? character yeah um god i forget if they fucked up the use names in this thing so they have this whole magic system where everything's based on whether or not you know the true name of things which has since As... like percolated into a bunch of fantasy oh, 100 100 like, it's so big now it's so big now um the name of the wind <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it centers around ged or sparrowhawk sparrowhawk is his use name he calls himself sparrowhawk so that people don't know his real name ged because then they could control him that would be bad anyway He's black and he isn't in this movie. And then that will uh, continue. <laughs> yes, that just continues to be a fucking thing. Um, so the way that it's structured is at least the first three books are a coming of age story of Ged. But the first one is centered on him. And then the second one is um, centered on Tanar. And the third one is centered on uh, Prince Aaron, but it's Got all it. with, you know, Ged kind of coming of age. Yeah. And then the fourth book, Tehanu, is him being old and impotent and people were really pissed off about it. And it's awesome. <laughs> um, but that's where uh, Teru comes in. Yeah. Who's... Man, Tahar and Teru are both super cool characters. Actually, oh, a lot yeah. of, every character in this has in 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 just viewing it as somebody who's who's just watched the movie has so much potential and is like a a wonderful and interesting like there's there's so much going on with with each of the characters and you want so much for them to be consistent and to like maintain themselves throughout the story. And mm-hmm. That just this just does not happen. Ugh. See, that's basically where I think the movie falls down. Yeah, is that they took four books and tried to collapse them into one movie. When it's like, okay, you took four books; these all have different main characters, so we have four main characters in here. None of them are going to get the time that they actually deserve. Right, and and it's the source material is so good and so like and leaks through in these ways that like make plain what it what it could be um even mm-hmm. as somebody who hasn't read the books um to where you're like oh my god this character is so cool i want to know more about oh why did they just do that that isn't 
what they just right. what they just did was insane it's... and does not make any sense with the character that you started to characterize. And like it reminds me of um the a little bit of like and this is this metaphor may fall short, but it's like the um the last season of Game of Thrones where like a character it makes sense that a character could end up doing these things but you didn't do any of the legwork there's no there's no path that brought them from point a to point b and so in this movie which is still a very long movie is just like a character will be it is almost as though they're having one conversation and then they'll just be like okay it's time for the next plot point now so i'm going to leave and then they turn and walk off set change my entire personality because this plot point it requires it yeah and like all of these all of those plot points could have been achieved and like could have made sense with just like a couple more lines and a couple more like uh additions in like how the the script worked out i don't but i don't think even that like you just need to just do one book at a time well that's what i mean is that like if you had taken the time for each of those things to each of those plot points that currently don't make sense to have the little bit of additional context that they needed to fill in why it would make sense, this hour and 55 minute long movie would be eight and a half hours because it's every single plot point. And that's the point is that (laughs) once you start adding all these things in, you've just tripled your movie because it's every 15 seconds. One of these things happens. Yeah. It's kind of obnoxious, especially when it comes from, such a good source material yeah and and um the animation on this thing is beautiful like yeah it's it ghibli like incredible they don't fucking miss no they <laughs> really course, don't like of course it looks good it looks amazing aside it from looks the fact good that the it's white. like the acting is pretty good yeah no like um the the english voice cast is as is like i mean as you alluded to a little strange in some places yeah willem dafoe made some decisions (laughs) he sure did as (laughs) as i feel like willem dafoe always does he yeah he is incapable of not making a decision sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't he brought a lot to this role i don't know if it was all good (laughs) still the best the best willem dafoe story is uh when he was gonna do a nude scene but they had to (laughs) use a stand-in because he has a confusingly large penis (laughs) oh poor willem dafoe i don't feel like you made made the decision there no yeah it's but yeah it's do we just want to get into i mean recapping this thing yeah we should we should give some recap um because a lot of stuff happens and and a lot of it is too much stuff some might say yeah yeah we we made to skip through some beats um the the movie starts and we're like in uh, a king's castle and or wait no 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 no. let's back up the movie starts on a um uh, in a super fucking cool scene that makes absolutely no sense right off the bat they are current there's a a boat that is currently in a storm um, and they're like, raise the sails. We can't keep them up in this wind. And it's like, you guys have been in this storm for like, yeah, clearly a while now. Shit is going wild and you still have the sails down. Why? That doesn't make any sense anyway. Uh, and then this dude walks up and, and he's like, like, call the wizard. <laughs> and once again, 
why isn't the wizard on the deck already? You should have just right. freaking... <sighs> just like, oh, he was taking a nap. But wake up the wizard. <laughs> uh, and then two dragons fall out of the sky because they were fighting. Yeah. And then you just... Uh, oh, notably the wizard is like, I can't remember the names of the wind or the bullshit. Oh, what are the names? What are the... Yeah. Uh, so then you pop over to King talking to all of his... Yeah, I don't uh, remember that King's name. Advisors? Yeah. And he's like, I'm, I'm the good King. Listen to yeah. me as I tell you to do all the good things. Um, you should make it so that all the people aren't hungry. See? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? Okay, we can move on. That would, that would be cool. Okay. <laughs> all right, bye. I gotta get get murdered by my kid. Yeah, that was fucking wild. Um, yeah. I'm very surprised that this is... I mean, I guess I don't know how... It, it felt right on the line for PG-13. I guess... It's PG-13. Yeah. This I, is the first PG-13 one yeah. that Ghibli did. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons is that it opens in the first five minutes with a kid stabbing his dad in the stomach. Um, uh-huh. The scene where he like like sprints in and 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 he turns around and he's like, Aaron? And you heard referenced very briefly that his um his son, the uh the prince was missing and, and yep. referenced him as Aaron. And I thought that was all like super well done. Um that like introducing the idea of this person while still being confusing. Because like um the character's experiencing some confusing things as we'll go into a little bit later. And like matching your experience up with the main character in that way i thought was pretty cool i I really liked how how all that was done and um to do i just want to oh yeah yeah. i just want to correct myself uh this is not the first studio ghibli pg-13 movie that would be a silly thing to say because they'd already done like you know horrible war dramas and stuff like that uh this is the first uh produced or distributed disney animated pg-13 got it um produced disney produced this thing and distributed it that actually makes a lot of sense i mean it it makes sense that they threw money at them yeah yes well and it makes sense it makes sense with some of the other choices too i think like how 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 they how they took this the like script of of this and like really narrowed its focus down as far as like major plot points and themes to the Maybe. point where they weren't I didn't interesting really, anymore. I didn't really find anything about Disney being too hands on. Yeah. With this, I'm under the impression that this was just Goro, and they just gave they just gave him a bunch of money. Yeah. Hmm. I can't help. I mean, I. I believe that that is what the internet says. I cannot help but think that anything that Disney is involved in, there are like phone calls happening, and. Oh yeah. And and things being said about what needs to be in there and and what you know and whatnot. That is that is just my, like, opinion about how D- Disney does business generally. Is that yeah? There's, probably. There's no fucking way that they didn't ask for something have, have a script meeting yeah 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 
Anyway, uh, we've made it through the first five minutes of this movie, and it's an hour and 55 minutes long. Yep. Um, anyway, then like 16 plot points happen all at once. Yeah, what the fuck even happened? So, like, Ged shows up. Ged uh, goes, Ged, Ged's got a boat. That boat has a name. We don't mention the name. Ged walks over, uh, finds Aaron getting attacked by wolves. That scene was cool him. as hell. With that the, was really the cool. wolves and he's on a um on an elk like like sprinting away from them and then like has this moment of of not being able to draw his sword or making the decision not to it's not clear at that point and like accepts mm-hmm. death and like the fear in his eyes is like super super palpable um and then ged shows up and uh, kicks that and, wolf's and just, ass with yeah, his mind just absolutely dunks on these wolves yeah it slapped and then they eat bread around a fire. It's cute. It's the Ghibli's and... bread slicing that you all yep. know and love. That good Ghibli food scene. Yep. Uh, then they decide to hang out. They go They go to town. They see slaves. Uh, they don't like that they see slaves. And they comment they on have... it. They don't do anything about it. Yep. But they sure do say, man, I hate that this is a thing. Wow, slaves are slaves is bad. Anyway, let's keep going. Anyway, time to buy you a cloak. Yeah, uh, and then they have a long scene where they <laughs> discuss <laughs> discuss thread counts. Yeah. on fucking fabric, right. which it's like, yes, it is in the book. It's longer in the book, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, you didn't need to fucking do this. And it's implied that the woman who's selling these cloaks that have inaccurate that uh, or have mal advertised thread counts um, was previously a sorceress and uh, mm-hmm. gave it all up to um, to sell incorrect cloaks or uh, well, she advertised yeah. cloaks. She was a witch. Witches are like a big thing in this setting because all of the Wizards are all men, uh, because, yeah, misogyny. Yeah. And then witches are what you call a female wizard, uh, but they can't go to wizard school. Got it. None of this comes up. No. None of this is in the <laughs> fucking movie. Certainly not. So, so this kind of just like sticks out as a like what. Why did we do this scene if we don't have any of the other stuff? <laughs> um, I think what I think what the purpose was was to show because they I think they modified the purpose of it a little bit because um, I think it was to show that like people are losing their their ability to do magic. Oh and yeah. So she's upset ab- about like this sorcerer and like his his response and his cockiness. Um, and, yeah, and because she assumes generally. that he can't do that he can't do magic. Yeah, because she can't but do it's, magic anymore. It's kind of like reinforcing a thing that's already there are like four scenes of that. Yeah, they certainly need to didn't need to tell us the thread count to do so. Right. <laughs> um anyway. Anyway, yeah, then some creep comes up and is like, "Hey, you want some of these berries? Or get you high." And they're like, no, drugs are bad. Yeah. Well, first Aaron is like, uh, I could live without uh, fear. Hell yeah. Give me yeah. some of those berries. And then Sparrowhawk comes up and is like, dude, 
look at those people literally right there. And you like the the camera pans like five inches over, yeah. and there's a bunch of people like experiencing withdrawal symptoms from this drug, conveniently in frame. <laughs> right, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's 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 very silly, and and it's it it's similar to like the the slavery mention earlier, where it's like. We're going to bring this up so that you get that Sparrowhawk is a cool dude who does not do drugs and hates slavery, but also doesn't really give a shit about any of it and is not about See, to though, help any of these fuckers. The <laughs> slavery thing comes up in, like, the next scene, though. Like, yeah. at least that actually comes back <laughs> as opposed to this, which is just like, hey, drug, drugs are bad. Let's I, just dwell on that for a minute. Well, and what it felt like was... was to to reinforce Aaron's like extreme fear and like searching for a um a palliative for that fear uh and it's one of the like that feels like a theme that they were were like trying to build reference for because it's like kind of important sure. to the and like rest if... of how this. <laughs> of like how the main plot points end up happening and it and if this movie was titled the farthest shore then (laughs) it probably would have spent like half an hour on that theme exactly but it didn't and so it it spent a single drug scene just like hey here's some creep with some weird berries no i don't we don't want your berries um the creep looks exactly like the monk from um uh princess mononoke also I mean, Ghibli does seem to reuse characters. Yeah, I mean, it's like like, a, like an aesthetic shorthand almost. So you, you yeah. get the like, because the monk in, in that movie is a very similar character of like, I don't know, slimy old dude who's who's yeah. selling you some snake oil. Who's like going to grift you. Yeah, a grifter. Old man grifter type. <laughs> old man grifter type beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, uh, Aaron pops out at night. Jesus, we're only twenty minutes. Well, hang in. on, hang on, hang on. They go. What? This is important. They go and they look out at the sunset immediately after this happens, and they have some like some like philosophical conversation, Sparrowhawk and uh, and Aaron. And then uh, Sparrowhawk is like, "I'm gonna go back to that inn now." Um, or or is like, "I think I'm ready to turn in for the night." It's like it's just sunset. And, and yeah. Aaron's like, I think I'm going to sit here for a while. And he's like, cool, cool. So, like, you almost took drugs 15 seconds ago, but now I trust you in this big city by yourself. I'm going to yep. go now. Time to leave you unaccompanied minor. Bye. <laughs> See you. Um, anyway, try not leaves. to get stolen by slavers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, in this in this town with, <laughs> like, like, the dingiest fucking town. Yeah. And slavers and, like... Uh, murderers and drug peddlers and exactly three guards yeah it's like the detroit from robocop (laughs) like and he's just like all right have fun try not to get into too much trouble no that makes sense that you want to stay here a while i can't possibly wait five minutes though so fucking bye (laughs) (laughs) anyway this shit's boring i'm leaving (laughs) i gotta go take nappy poos and like again, that could be kind of cool if like he was established as an extremely aloof, like kind of lame ass character. But he's yeah. not at all. 
But he, this yeah. is not consistent with his characterization up until this point. Anyway, this movie is fucking we, we in love with Sparrowhawk. This. this episode's going to be four hours long. <laughs> it, we got to make this a four-parter because yeah. <laughs> that's the only way because that we can right the wrongs that have been done. Because four books collapsed into one. <laughs> Precisely. Oh they didn't God. even touch on like anything from the first book. Oh, my God. Uh, Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so then Aaron goes and finds the the people who are doing the slaving stuff and tries to kick their asses, gets beat up. Uh, oh, no, he does kick their asses. Shackles. He does kick their asses, and then and he saves um, oh, this yeah, girl. Yeah, this he is, saves Teru. Once again, this is very important because this movie is fucking chock full of this bullshit. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm I'm clicking through on HBO Max, <laughs> but if I move one pixel, then I've gotten to like an entirely different plot. You've, you've uh, moved to the next book on accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he saves Teru. Um. Uh. And you find this out. You find out her name because he saves her. He like beats up all the guards with the um. Uh, with the sword still sheathed, it fucking slaps. Yeah. It's in another amazing, cool fight scene. Um, and then uh, he, um, the the last guy, the like, um, the like big guard is like, "Stop! I'll kill her." And he's like, "I don't care." And he's like, "Oh my god, this dude's fucking weird." Uh, you can, <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> and he he fucking ditches. Um, and and then. The uh, the girl is like, holy shit, that was hardcore. You scared the shit out of me. And he's like, huh? And uh, she freaks out and <laughs> runs away. And then in the distance, not 10 feet away, uh, is this woman who is going to be a major character later being like, Teru, yeah. where the Teru, fuck did you go? You? Hello? Where did you go? <laughs> like, are you serious? You were five feet away? How did this happen? What are the adults in this in this film doing? Yeah, where their children are like. Ugh, anyway, yes. Now it seems he like gets... they they need those like leashes for children. <laughs> exactly. Like because like, otherwise, go just five kids feet get, away. Kids get stolen. They get fucking hooked on drugs immediately. Like yeah, and then Aaron fucking goes to the shoreline and just like sits on some steps and like has a room in an inn. I think like very close because yeah. this this shoreline is like where they went and spoke to the innkeeper earlier, and instead of going there, he's like, "No, this is fine," and lays down on the steps, just going and, to bed there, I guess, in this city full kidnapped. of murderers. And then gets kidnapped. <sighs> like so he gets kidnapped. He's on the fucking slave trade thing, Wagon. and then uh, Ged comes in and fucking shines light all over the place and pulls him out of there and it frees all the other prisoners. And, and that's that. Yeah. Yep. It, well, that's, he's like, um, that's what, five ab- what about all the rest of them? Movie. And, and, uh, and Sparrowhawk is like, I left none of them shackled. What they do from here on is up to them. And you like, look yeah. back and there's people starving and like, you know, uh, who have been like also had the shit kicked out of him. Um, fucking Aaron can barely walk because yeah. he's had the shit kicked out of him. And Sparrowhawk is like, oh, but 
Yeah, no, they'll f- they'll no, figure they, it out. Um, don't, they got it. Don't look. They got don't it. Don't look back though. Uh, yeah. Okay, bye everyone. Have fun. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. So then they go to Tanar's house. Uh, she lives out in the country. Yep. She gives them soup. Gives them they soup. Find out That's that soup Teru lives with them. Yeah, it's Ghibli food. <clears throat> It's inevitably going to look awesome. Yeah, I, it made me very hungry. Anyway. Anyway, then uh, we have a scene where Cobb is there. They just kind of introduce this evil wizard. Yeah. Um, who's Willem Dafoe just and... being like, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Willem Dafoe is speaking just... very asmr close into the mic yeah (laughs) it's don't worry about it uh it's such a decision and they introduce him by the the captain of the guard once again the the three total guards in this city um going up to him and and being like oh but he also lives in a castle outside the city anyway none of it yeah that is that isn't like that's just one of his uh his cronies yeah yeah because um, I I don't think the well all right I was gonna say I don't think the captain of the guard would be you know stealing children. Have you seen cops? You know, <laughs> they literally do that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he's like, we lost some of the slaves, and I recaptured almost all of them. And his the this evil villain's first reaction is like, almost all of them. Yeah. Like like that this that this evil dude would would even give a shit about this is preposterous um but it's introduced the idea that he knows sparrowhawk and is like aware of they're aware of each other's existence in this scene well and like if you actually got into if i remember correctly from the book he has he does like bad magic that's fueled by killing people Ooh, so he's way cooler shit tons of people so that he can you know murder them they did not get into that possibly because of the pg-13 rating possibly um i'm just gonna see if there's a earth sea thing so that i can look up Cobb. And make sure that I'm correct on that. Because the other thing is, he's not that big of a character in the books. Cobb? He's, no. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, they just wanted a villain for this book. Yeah. But for the most part, the books hardly even have defined villains. Man. It's not like a thing where, oh, you need to go kill this big bad man. Man. It's, Yeah. It's much more nuanced. That sucks. Makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense, though, actually. Anyway. Um, like, I gotta fucking look him up because I don't even remember. Okay, so he's in the farthest shore. Yeah, he he's in one book. <laughs> and it it's him trying to become immortal. Got it. Um, I mean that holds true. Um, I read a little yeah. bit about about it, and like it, 
from my understanding in the farther shore is that he's not just trying to become immortal. He's like trying to make death not happen for everyone. Right. Like, like he's trying to open the, the gate and it's like briefly referenced in this, but he's trying to open the gate between life and death and make them one, um, which is a fucking metal thing. Like that's very cool. Um, it, yeah. They sure don't talk about that enough. No, they just kind of are like, here's, here's the bad guy. Yeah. Go, go stab him. Stabby, stabby. Man. Anyway. How many minutes are we into this fucking podcast? We're 33 30, minutes. We need to 30. go, Will. Yeah, we're going at the same rate. I'm not going to interrupt you anymore. Fucking Just fucking blitz this. Movie. Anyway. They Even go. If you, lie. you have a lot of you have a lot of scenes of just pastoral shit. Yeah, they're just talking and like, oh, here's a baby sheep. I loved it uh, so much. God, I loved that scene so much. The little yeah, baby I, sheep is just like toddling. I mean, I'm sorry, I said Gib- I wouldn't interrupt Ghibli, you. Ghibli does cute animals. They did. Uh, like I the, love in the plowing elk that they're so... riding on and all that shit. Yeah, it's like I get why people fucking love cottage core because of this fucking ghibli yeah, sells it propaganda it. to you on a silver platter um anyway then some uh two karens walk up and they're like really <laughs> fucking yeah they're like give us the medicine for our children and they're like fuck you you're a witch <laughs> i bet and, it thanks for the medicine also anyway th- thanks for saving our lives but fuck you and, and then a few years ago i guy... maybe would have also critiqued that as unreasonable but yeah oops <laughs> oopsie <laughs> oh man <laughs> it's it's so weird just watching movies after 2021 like all, all these movies that I, I recently rewatched they live and it's just like oh no no this has a lot to say about like you know yeah. like it it felt like it was knocking you over the head at the time but now it's just like no this is stuff that people need they to can't know keep getting away with this <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right anyway so uh then those karen's uh uh hair shows up uh the like henchman for Cobb yeah. shows up and is like where's the witch um i'll pay you and they're like oh and hell they're yeah, like go get oh her. sick yeah the person give who's it, keeping my child alive get her ass. Pieces. hell yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> fucking they just they ride yeah. into into her into her like farm they wreck shit with these very very cool like horse oxen combo things um they they run up and they're like where's sparrowhawk and she's like very defiantly He's not here. And they're like, we totally believe you. Okay, bye. <laughs> they fucking leave immediately. I forget. Was I thought they had swapped up the use name and the true name. So they were calling him Ged, but his true name was Sparrowhawk. No, they're calling him Sparrowhawk. Um, All right. Yeah, only a couple of people call him Ged. Uh, including um, Teru calls him Ged. Okay. Yeah, I could I couldn't remember. Yeah. Because, you know, there's fucking like because everybody six has hours two of names in this movie. Well, I mean, I know the two names. I just couldn't couldn't no, remember that's what I mean. they like, screwed them up. Everybody's got two names and they're just like kicking that shit around and yeah. Yeah, that's another thing when you're doing like such a 
truncated version of this story yeah. then you don't get into like yeah tanar just goes by her true name because she's actually strong enough because she's the priestess of atuan which they mention in like one scene yep <laughs> and it's like she's so okay cool. i love it's her. all gone. she's so cool um so yeah the kids get kidnapped yep. uh Cobb has a creepy scene with aaron yep uh they put all of them in jail yep ged shows up uh you have that scene that we did as the intro and then he convinces aaron to go fight ged because he's like oh well i can make you immortal and well more than you that he has his true name to too die ever yeah yeah he Sweet. gets his true name uh but doesn't he convince him of it by by saying that it'll make him not die? It's unclear what what of it is the power of true name versus what of it is the power of of like him convincing him of his of his fear thing. Well, no, well, no. But I thought the convincing him of the fear thing was the way of him the way that he managed to get the true name. Uh, he he made him drink some potion or something. Oh, sure. It's the drugs coming back. Right. See, oh, there I was think it was point. literally that. Oh, wow. it was literally that. Oh, my God. Man, this is bonkers. Anyway. Anyway. How many times can uh, we say anyway? So they fight. They fight. They talk. Aaron, Aaron cries. They being Sparrowhawk and Aaron. Sparrow, so yeah, Sparrowhawk and Aaron. Uh, it's very sad. Yep. And then they... Uh, kind of reconcile and uh all the henchmen just jump in and are like okay well you're going to jail now <laughs> that's very cute and fun and i'm glad that we all enjoyed that however we are going to kick your ass now goodbye yeah <laughs> we brought uh, six so dudes then... instead of three this time <laughs> yep uh so then uh Terus shows up and is like, Aaron, I brought you your sword. And then they're like, we're suddenly in love. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, yep. There's more just fight. Like, just just more shit keeps happening. Eventually, Sparrowhawk's like on a roof with Cobb. And uh, he's all chained up, and I assume that Cobb is gonna like huck him off the roof. Yeah, just throw his throw his ass out. Yeah. Um, but then Aaron shows up and is like, "No, you can't throw him off the roof. I have a sword." And he was like, "Oh my god, that's really convincing." Yeah. And then uh, Cobb turns into goop, uh -huh. which is it's cool as hell. Very cool and good. Yeah. Uh, they ripped this off for the Venom movies. Um, very cool and good. Yeah, very cool and good and looks cool. Uh, he he gets old and his teeth get fucked up and um, because he's been keeping himself alive for too long. Yeah, it's an awesome scene. Longer than people should. Yeah, like this scene is really cool. Um. Yeah, this whole fight, this and whole, like... And then they... Yeah. 
the fight looks cool. Anyway, then Terry shows up and is like, I, I, my true name's Tehanu. And then a fucking dragon shows up. She is the dragon. Yeah. It's tight. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, all right. They did have her be the dragon yeah. in this. And they then she um, burns Cobb alive. Mm-hmm. And then everything's... That's the end. Aaron's gonna Aaron's gonna go home and be like, I killed my dad. Can I still be king? Yeah. He feels very bad about it. Oh, and he killed his dad because he doesn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because reasons. Yeah. Like I felt conflicted, so I just murdered my dad. <sighs> so that's that's the movie. Yeah. Uh, it could have been fine. It, like, it really could have been fine as its own standalone Ghibli movie, if it wasn't based if, on something and tried to shoehorn a bunch of shit into it that didn't make sense. That's that's like what it comes down to for me. I mean, if they, or even if they just based it off one book, although you would probably want to do it based off the first book. Yeah. You know. And I'm sure but, it would be great. Yeah. Because the problem is you have four main characters in here. <laughs> and none of them get the, the time that they deserve. Yeah. The, just shit like Teru turning into a dragon. Without just at talking the end. about it at and, all. And it, yeah, it's just like, well, this makes no fucking sense yeah uh ursula k Le Guin didn't like it i can't imagine why. Um, this is the movie where they uh god i gotta find the exact quote from hayao miyazaki because it's it's very funny um think it's on the wikipedia page for it okay uh so during a private screening prior to the release of the film i was asked what how he thought of the film and I want you to imagine this like he's just leaning on a post outside of the thing and he's fucking smoking. <laughs> like just, the only just way he answers questions cigarette. for reporters. Yes. Uh, and he said, I was looking at my kid. He's not an adult yet. That is all. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. In case you weren't aware, Hayao Miyazaki is not a good dad. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks to hear. Um, Damn, he's fucking right, though, is the thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Yikes. Yikesers. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Goro got 
the uh Bunshin Raspberry Award for Worst Director. Oh. Uh with this movie receiving the award for worst movie. Oh. <laughs> Dig it in Which, deep. That sucks, man. Yeah. It ain't even that bad. It's like kind of fun to watch. Like at no point when you're watching this are you like, this is a a wholly irredeemable work and is piss. It's like really beautiful. I like it's all the just characters. Like, it's kind of the thing where you're looking at yeah, excuse me. Um, you're just looking at this potential and being like, why why couldn't we have what this could have been? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The distance between those two is just so great. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of a disappointment. Uh, so I would, I would say read the books, uh, Read the books. Read, uh, yeah, read these books. Read Left Hand of Darkness. Read some Hamish stuff. Read uh, Lathe of Heaven. Is real good. Yeah. Yeah. She's a really good author, and it seems like I I was googling her stuff earlier, and I found out that there was a there have been two Lathe of Heaven movies. Whoa. So I'm going to need to find the... I found one of them, but it was on YouTube, and the audio quality makes it literally <laughs> unwatchable. That'll happen. Yeah, it's like 80s... It's a 1980s sci-fi okay. one, um, but or a 1980s sci-fi movie, which makes it look a lot like 70s sci-fi. Yeah. And they seem to have just done a terrible job <laughs> either either they did a terrible job with the sound on it or this is just a really bad print of it yeah hard to tell uh but, how they how how the ages of time have uh yeah like whether boy. yeah whether these this was originally bad or just yeah things things got messed up over time yeah what do you can I can I get a rating? I mean, it's it's gotta be like at least it's not terrible. Well, you seem to have forgotten how we do ratings here. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's four drug berries out of ten. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I give it one half of one Ursula K. Le Guin novel out of out of five novels or whatever so, yeah i i wasn't forgetting how we review these things i okay. was just trying to justify <laughs> the like the relatively not, high rating you just yeah, gave it <laughs> not giving it like a two because everything aside from the story is good yeah and like the story and the dialogue are just absolutely dumpster this movie yeah but you can still watch it and really enjoy the visuals and the, you know. Of the trash that we've watched, I enjoyed this so much more than all the other trash. We've watched some yeah. heinous things. And this yeah, we, was we, a legitimately good time. This was all. better than Mighty Ducks. Well, yeah. Fucking yeah. It was better yeah. than like 
It was still really, better than like half of the things we've watched on here, if I'm being honest. I don't know. I think Mighty Ducks, if they had taken the time to explain their magic <laughs> system as well as this one did, then they really could have had something. Where's the lie, though? I bet it would be way fucking better. <laughs> the kind of Mighty Ducks movie that is interested in explaining its magic system is the kind of Mighty Ducks movie I want to watch. <laughs> I, I would be... I would be willing to write the uh, the remake of that fucking series. Hell yeah. Now you're talking. Like, let's go. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, up next, next week, we're starting on, on our Christmas bullshit. That's right. Uh, so first, we're going to do... Welcome to the Frozen Hell. Rankin- yep. We're going to do jack frost the rankin bass one yeah not not the one about a musician (laughs) who drives off a cliff not the horror movie one um yeah uh i don't think either of those are animated so no they aren't um they they have a lot of bad cg but yeah that don't count in our book but yeah, that's, nah. that's going to be next. We're going to descend into the frozen hell um, and we're going to bring you with us and we're going to rank and yep. bass another shot and hopefully it's better than Mad Monster Party. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're on Pod on Twitter.com. Our website is ontoos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good, uh, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.